Welcome to the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, where we discuss dating and other significant relationships. And we're back, everybody. Jorge, it's um, almost the end of summer. Uh, hot girl summer is about to be over. Hot girl <laughs> summer is about to be over. Uh, do you have your uh, warm and snuggly boo for the cold days of, of winter? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, it's about this time people start scrambling, right? You've been out there enjoying your singledom all summer long and then it gets cold. So, um, but tonight we're talking about ghosting, you know, we're right here, almost uh, ready for Halloween. I know the stores certainly are all the corn candy and uh, pumpkin candy you can eat. So we wanted to talk about um, ghosting and, you know, first of all, what is it? I'm I'm sure there's some listeners out there that probably don't know uh, what we're talking about, but then there's several who probably do for more reasons than one. Uh, So what about you? What do you, what do you think ghosting is, Poppy? Ghosting is when you have established communication with somebody and then that communication ceases to exist (laughs) i love it and that sounds like a very technical definition um but i think uh for those in layman terms um they just drop out you know they disappear for no apparent reason into thin air you thought you had a great time with them um and if i sound personal it is uh because i have been ghosted and i was like what in the world (laughs) happened and uh, it was it was jarring, like it really was jarring because it felt like I had had such a great, great date with the person. You know, we really clicked, we connected, um, you know, just felt like there was so much chemistry. And the next day, I, I don't even know if it was the next day. It might have still been like the same evening, excuse me, like going out. And I tried to call back just to say what a great time I had, whatever. And it kept going to voicemail. And I didn't understand what that meant at the time because it had not happened before like that. And when it kept going to voicemail, I was like, okay, did something happen with the phone? You know, maybe, you know, something's happened. They can't get to the phone. Maybe they're at work, whatever. But it just kept going to uh, to voicemail. And for several days, I kept trying back until finally it was the busy signal type of thing as opposed to going straight to voicemail. And I will never forget how lost I felt in those moments where I thought we had really, you know, connected. There would be more dates. There would be more interaction. You know, when you feel like you have a good a good connection you've made with somebody, I, I couldn't help but to project. I mean, really, truly, I could not help to, to, but to project. And this wasn't like we just talked the day of the date. We had talked for weeks prior to meeting for the date. So it wasn't even like, you know, something where it was just a, a fly by night. You know, we just met and had a date and that was it. Right. You know, there had been some, some buildup. And it felt like somebody had literally pulled the rug out from under me and I was just tripping and falling. And I was tripping because I was like, what the hell? What did I do? And I never um, got to get that answer from the guy. And so I finally had to come to terms with myself that 
I felt like there were things that he said to me that I needed to hear as a woman because I was still sort of in a recovery state from, you know, other relationships that had gone south. And this person really made me feel confident again. They made me feel beautiful again when I just wasn't in a place to generate that for myself. And it was almost like a messenger, if you will. You know, he came and gave me the message that I was still beautiful. I was still attractive. I was still desirable. And I had to just leave it at that. I I, I didn't ever get any more uh, communication ever. Um, and that was probably, you know, maybe like a year and a half or so ago, two years almost. Um, so what about you? Have you, uh, have you ghosted women? Or oh, I have. I, I absolutely have. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I, God. I mean, listen, it's, it's the nature of the beast. Um, okay, there's, why? There's different degrees of ghosting, right? Okay. Um, like, I remember I had a woman, like, we, this was like the first couple of conversations and she was already trying to, like, hustle me for money. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to entertain this. And I just stopped talking to her. So, gotcha. and, and that seems very justified to me. You know, when people come in with ulterior motives. Um, and maybe it's not justified, but in my world, you know, when you feel like somebody is taking advantage or trying to take advantage of you and they're not in it to, to be in it for the right reasons, then I could see, you know, cutting the plug but what about somebody who genuinely seemed have you ghosted anybody who genuinely seemed interested in you and in building something no i have no mm-hmm. if it's now when i say genuine i'm talking about so this is my i have a very interesting approach um mm-hmm. so my approach is this if i go on one date with with a woman right mm-hmm. and for whatever reason it wasn't great or it didn't feel amazing or whatnot then I don't feel that I need to give a give her a, uh, an explanation as to why it didn't go well. Now, if she reaches out and she's like, hey, I'd like to see you again, or hey, what did you think, or blah, 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 then I'll say, hey, I don't think we were a good fit, or I don't mm-hmm. think we're looking for, you know, I'll, then I'll, at that point, she's she's asking me for my input. So I don't have an issue doing that, although even doing that can get hairy because I've done that a couple of times and that didn't go smoothly. <laughs> so, right. Sometimes so it can that, be too much, right? I mean, so that's the thing. It's like, you know, like you want to be honest, and but you also, you know, you don't want to be cruel. And sometimes when you send something via text, it can come off pretty harsh. True. And you don't know that. Um, like it, it can come off very harsh. And sometimes you're not even trying to be rude or or har- or harmful. You're just kind of making a point. So I do feel that, yeah, in a general sense, ghosting is not something that I would advocate. Although sometimes I do think that it can be warranted and justified. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. And I have to say, even though uh, that that particular instance was rough... I have ghosted as well, so I can't. I can't yeah, listen. That's be, and to uh, me, I I just chalk it up as, hey, this is the nature of the beast. This is the nature yeah. of dating, in my opinion. Now, my I do have now one example that happened to me from a lady that I had probably been talking for almost three months. Mm-hmm. We went out on three dates, and they were all great for at least from what she told me. Right. And from what I felt. Right. 
Um, then after the third time that we spent time, um, because of what she traveled for work. So she was a very busy woman and she's a single mom. So she's mm -hmm. very, very busy. And the few times that we had plans to get together, uh, something came up with her son and we couldn't meet up and we couldn't make those plans happen. Mm -hmm. And I almost felt that she was testing me to see how I was going to respond to things not working out my way as far as seeing her. And I played it cool. I was like, all right, she's a single woman. She has a son. I get it. So I played it cool. And I'm like, hey, we'll figure it out. I did not feel that she was um, pulling my chain, so to speak. Or I didn't think she was bullshit me, right? Right, right. Um, so then we still kept communication. Um, you know, there was still pretty genuine interest of maybe something more than just friends. Uh, that was made pretty evident from the conversations that we have had from the community. I mean, we texted probably for, I don't know, a couple of months straight every okay. day. So, and we basically shared a lot of intimate and a lot of vulnerable things about each other. Mm -hmm. And then she ghosted me for a week. Mm. And I had not done anything. Like I had not, you know, done anything that I hadn't done the months prior. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then I re so after a week, I gave into the pressure and I sent, I literally sent her, hey, I, I this is literally I literally sent her a text. Hey, is this the part where we ghost? <laughs> and I sent her a gif of a ghost. <laughs> so I sent her that and then she replied back and she was like, no, she had just been busy. And then I replied back something else. And then I never heard from her again. Wow. And then at that point, I I I stopped. I, I took the hint. I was like, okay, clearly she no longer wants to continue communicating or even trying to plan to meet up. And here, here's the one thing that I've learned from all this. And not just this example, but in other examples. Um, sometimes it's not you. Right. But a lot of people put this, a lot of people put the onus on themselves that they did something wrong or that something is not right with them. Right. But in reality, we need to flip the script and realize that sometimes it's the other person that's not ready for what you are looking for or for what you are offering. Well, and um, I was looking at some of our feedback off of um, the post about ghosting uh, out on Facebook. And some people said, you know, it's a sign that you're immature. You're not ready for, you know, a real commitment. But I do challenge that a little bit because I think sometimes um Sometimes people are overwhelmed and that, that has been my case, uh, oftentimes where I felt like I didn't really want to hurt the person, but they were bringing so much at me up front at one time that I just could not at that time handle it. Um, and again, you know, maybe that is immature or cowardly. Maybe I needed to go into therapy sooner or stay longer or whatever, but, um, my my ability to handle as much emotion as they were throwing at me as quickly as some people do. And I'll put that in as a caveat because I do think sometimes some people are so ready to be in a relationship, right? so gung-ho 
that they're not reading the room, you know, and I know me, I have said, you know, oftentimes I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for that. Or, you know, I'm just coming out of this. I'm still in the process of healing. You know, I try to be as transparent as I can, but you know, that's still no guarantee that because I send a message a certain way that the message will be received by the other person the way I intended it. And I feel like sometimes when I've given those, those sort of hints and the person is still coming on with all they've got in terms of, um, you know, full force intensity type emotion at me. And I'm just really not in a place to receive it, or you're not the person I really want to receive it from sometimes. Um, Then I I did resort to, okay, I've told them, I've told them, I've told them now I'm just, I can't like, then nothing's happening here. And I will say for some people, it's either that very intense kind of emotion or people who showed up and had nothing to give me. You know, we're having the same conversation over and over every time we speak. Hey, what you doing? Hey, beautiful. Hey, queen. How was your day? And we never get past that point to where we talk about anything really serious. We're not sharing anything really intimate. Um, it, we're just kind of every day running that same old polite social chit chat. And after a while, I'm just like, well, obviously you're not interested in anything past this. And I got more to me than this that I want to share. And so I'm, I do try though. Um, I have just kind of cut loose and blocked the number, but most of the time I do try to go um, step down, you know, like, Hey, you're really nice, but I'm not really interested or, you know, thank you for reaching out, but I'm, I'm not really ready to settle down or whatever the case may be. Right. Uh, the only other time that I've ghosted is somebody who made me feel unsafe. Mm. Um, and I did do that because I felt like um, the vibe was just so weird and so wrong. And I was like, I can't, I can't entertain this person's energy any longer. Right. They, in fact, I posted them twice. I did it one time. And for whatever reason, they managed to, to find my number and call me from a different number, which was really creepy to me a little bit um, that you would go to those lengths to, try to get in touch with me after I've I've basically blocked you and you were still trying to get in touch with me. The second time kind of creeped me out even more um, because I felt like, you know, after I kind of got the message that this is, I got my number blocked and the person was no longer interested, then I'm like, okay, I got to take this L. You know, it's sometimes I think people take it too hard with the ghost thing when it happens to them because of ego Um, yeah i don't want to be with anybody who doesn't want to be with me and that's my personal feeling you know i can't convince you to to give me another chance or let's let's try it one more time or let's keep on you know seeing if we can hit oil when you know we're out in the middle of a desert and we don't have any conversation we can't ever seem to get together um nothing is working our way so i think for me um, getting out of ego is one of the things you have to do in dating because ghosting is going to happen with the numbers. It's just a numbers game sometimes too. You know, we've talked about that. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is that as people, we have to stop putting people that power and that responsibility that we need closure from them. Sometimes you need to take it upon yourself to put closure on the situation. 
And think about it like this. Sometimes people are doing you a favor because Mm -hmm. if this person is not communicating well with you now, what do you think is going to happen in a relationship? Right. (laughs) Like, what do you think? Imagine trying to have these important and deep conversations when you are in a relationship with a person that doesn't know how to communicate or doesn't like to have those tough conversations. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Diana Wilkes writes, rejection rejection is hard to give and to receive. Um, and then she talks about a situation that um, happened where the person continued to pursue and she had to block the person. And, you know, her comment was, it's a damned if you do or damned if you don't sort of situation. So, um, I, you know, you can try it in many different ways, but really, truly you don't owe an explanation to people you don't that and you that's the thing yeah and i always and that's why i always say like hey look ghosting is a case-by-case basis because some some cases are warranted like there were a lot of women that replied back to our posts and a lot of them mentioned that hey this guy was either not respecting boundaries mm-hmm. or he was being creepy or being disrespectful so if all those things are already showing themselves early on then I understand why a woman would want to ghost because you don't want to be dealing with that from the jump and at any point, but especially early on. So at that point, you're pretty much making it easy for somebody to ghost you. So I understand why a woman would be like, Hey, this guy is just giving me creepy vibes or he is just not respecting the boundaries that I'm setting. So I'm cutting this out now from the root and I'm going to tell you something else. And I want to talk really not so graphic, but I, I want to be very transparent with women who are out there online dating men too, because I, it's not just men who do this. I've heard, but women as well are doing this to men. I oh, I've gotten ghosted I, numerous I, times well, at right, all levels, not the ghosting, but there are people when you start going online, looking for matches or whatever, people who will send you inappropriate pics who will quickly jump to sex talk with you. Um, they make it really clear what their intent is from the jump. And I have no problem ghosting those people. Um, if if I've made it clear that I want to get to know you and all you're doing is sending me pictures of your um, body parts and all you can talk to me about is sexual, um, you know, pursuits or what you want to do or what you hope to do with me. Um, I find that very, very um it's past rude. Um, it's very disrespectful to me if I'm not giving you any sort of, um, you know, green light <laughs> vibe. <laughs> I didn't say yes. I didn't say that's what I'm here for too. I don't go along with that nonsense. And then you are just upfront and, and consistently giving me those sorts of images or those sorts of conversations I'll just be like delete. I'm done. Block. I'm done. And that, and listen, and I I listen, I have had those conversations with female friends that that happens to them a lot. And I'm like, look, technology is a beautiful thing nowadays. You gotta use that block button. Like, mm-hmm. why are you even in there? Once you see that it's going there, you either need to check the person mm-hmm. or you block them. But why get into this back and forth debate 
with somebody who's not ex- who's not respecting your boundaries from the very beginning the of air. communication. Like right. that is where I, I do have to put some onus on women to be like, okay, we'll block the guy. Right. But and some women have that. a tough time doing that because the man might be very attractive or there's something about them that oh, they just, just you know, they like that attention, but they don't like how they're getting that attention, mm-hmm. but they appreciate some of that attention that this man brings. But that's where you have to establish a standard and a certain level of respect that, you know what, this is not what I'm going to tolerate. So if you're not going to respect me and respect the the boundaries, mm-hmm. then we can't continue moving forward, communicating on this level. And then at that point, you either block, disengage from the conversation or ignore. Well, OK, let's talk about we've we've talked about the very beginning from you know, meeting people online or meeting people, however you're out there uh, doing it in this day and age. What about in a relationship? Have you ever experienced ghosting um, within a relationship with someone and, you know, communication just dries up? I have not. I do. I will say this. If it is like, I have a couple of rule of thumbs with, with this whole ghosting stuff. Like to me, if I've been out, if I've been out on three dates or more with you and I feel that either it's not going anywhere or it's not what, what I'm looking for, or we're just not a good fit, then I think that does deserve a certain level of conversation and closure. Or if we, if we have a, if we're having intimacy, right. And it's a consistent intimacy thing, then I do think that, uh, a conversation is warranted in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but if we're just like chatting on a messenger or on an app and we've never met, then to me, that, I have low value or low interest in the conversation. So if somebody ghosts me, I don't take it personal. And mm-hmm. if I ghost them, they shouldn't take it personal either. So that's where I kind of tell apart, you know, when, as far as the degrees of ghosting, like if it's somebody that I have spent a month or more of my precious time, then yeah, I I shouldn't just disappear. I should at least explain to them, Hey, this is why I don't think we should continue moving forward or hanging out because of X, Y, Z or whatever reason. And then of course, if there's intimacy involved, I think those Mm -hmm. are, that's kind of where I draw the line. But if somebody that I've never even met and, you know, I don't know. I match with them on Bumble and then they just stop talking to me. I don't take it personal because I've never met the person. So I don't know what they got going on, you know? Yeah. And sometimes people do make matches that are um, maybe more compatible than the early ones that they, you know, because it's absolutely it's numbers game, guys. Like people aren't just matching with you if you're out there and new <laughs> the online dating. People are not just matching with you at one time. And so they may end up following a line uh, of conversation with someone for a few weeks that kind of dries up or they maybe they hit the wall when they meet each other and the chemistry is not the same. And then when they pick back up, maybe, you know, with people that they matched with previously, then it's sort of a, you know, I tried out this person, but that didn't really turn into anything. So I'm back in the, you know, I'm back in the flow. Um, and that's something that I've learned as well that, you know, Oh, so now you're going to come back. I guess all your choices, um, you know, just kind of dried up for you. Now you're back. So 
I've had to check my ego in that, that, you know, how many times did you follow a different line of conversation after you matched with, you know, two or three people, uh, especially in the early days, because, you know, it's a numbers game and they get you, making you feel like you're at the slots winning with all those, it's a match, it's a match. Or, <laughs> and, you, know, you feel like, wow, I got like four matches. Uh, but, you know, after a while, it, it's about, you know, who are you really, really compatible with? Um uh, is it just you looking at the surface with the person saying where they work and what they look like and what they enjoy doing? But when you get to the conversation, if you can't really talk to the person and get past the the WYD uh, sort of sort of chats every night, then if if you don't know how to say I'm not interested, then sometimes you do resort to ghosting because guess what? Even after two weeks, I still don't know you any better than I did the first night I matched. So, And don't, and don't get me wrong. I do think that small talk does play a, a role in the very beginning, at least. Right. Absolutely. But then, but then you got to get past the small talk. Right. Uh, I'm not one. And, and I, I'm my opinion on small talk is look, it's necessary but once we get past that, then, you know, I want to learn about the individual. I want to learn about the person, mm-hmm. but I'm not one that's going to, what are you doing you to death? You know what I mean? Because I know that that's, that's not going to tell me anything about you to really get to know who I'm dealing with or what you're about. So I prefer more intellectual, deep conversations, but at the same time, as a man, I like a woman that's a good conversationalist because I don't think that the man has to be the one that carries the conversation every time. Like if I'm talking, like there's been times where I'm chatting with a woman and then it's like, yeah, or sure. Or I don't know. Then yeah, it's like, well, responses. yeah. Then it's like, yo, we're, we're not having a conversation here. It's more like an interview at this point, you know, not a good like, there's, there's gotta be some back and forth flow yeah. as well. And I feel like oftentimes, at least as a man, I felt that the women that, you know, on these dating apps kind of put a lot of pressure on the men to lead the conversation. But at the same time, you have to show involvement and engagement in the conversation as well so that the man can can kind of, you know, lead and steer it well. Because if you're giving short answers or close-ended answers, that doesn't really give me a lot to go off. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that both ways. Um, and vice versa i'm sure there's guys who are like yeah <laughs> no <laughs> maybe <laughs> as we get ready to wrap up jorge what is um your best advice for moving past ghosting i i mean to me i would look at it as a blessing because if this is the person that you were trying to bet your wagon on mm-hmm and then they're doing this early on, what do you think is going to happen in a relationship? Uh. So if they're, if this is their behavior, right, in the early stages, what will that look like in a relationship? Because in a relationship, not everything is peaches and creams. There's going to be rough times where you got to have uncomfortable or difficult conversations. So what do you think is going to happen to somebody who maybe doesn't like having difficult conversations. So just imagine that you're putting all this time and effort in someone. They're not reciprocating. Imagine what that would look like in a relationship. So to me, I have learned now, I can tell you that when I first started dating, it was difficult, but now I just 
either I chalk it up to it's it's not a good fit or something that they have going on in their personal life or it's just bad timing. Sometimes it's literally just timing. Right. There's been times where I have talked to women where beginning of the year, they won't give me the time of day. And then eight, six months later, I see a completely different side of them. And a lot of it has to do because they moved on from a bad relationship or they just, you know, they were too busy and they had other priorities and dating was on the back burner. So sometimes it's literally just timing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and that's, again, I think um, we had another um, another viewer, listener, rather, who talked about um, having to ghost somebody who was a very toxic person. Mm. And they were in the middle of the relationship and how, you know, they, the person became very obsessed. The ghosting turned them, the other person, into a stalker. Um, they made, you know, it, it went very, it went to the extreme of ego not accepting the fact that this person wanted to move on after she had already explained it multiple times that she did not want to be involved with them anymore um and i think for those cases i really wanted to speak to that uh where either the person is being very verbally um abusive or you know again coming back you know block um and then report uh especially on the apps when you get people who are, are being verbally abusive to you absolutely, and mm-hmm. threats against you, you need to take that seriously. Uh, that's nothing to play with. Most, most people, uh, most healthy people may not like the ghosting, but they're not going to go to those lengths. And also just, I want to point out something uh, that people can use specifically the ladies. There's apps mm-hmm. out there that you can create a phone number. So I know women that create fake phone numbers via these apps. Yes. And then they'll share the phone number once they want to maybe take the conversation off those dating apps. So that way, if you do use this app and you give this phone number to this individual, and then once it gets to the phone number level and he starts to act weird or creepy, Mm -hmm. then you can block him and you don't have to use your real number. So just Mm -hmm. the FYI, because I know a lot of women deal with this sometimes where they're no longer interested in the guy, but they have their phone number now. And now this guy starts getting weird, like you mentioned earlier, and he starts still reaching out to you from a different phone number. So that way, if you use these apps yeah. that help you create these um, you know, second phone numbers, mm-hmm. you're not giving out your real phone number. So if you do have to block or move on from the conversation, your real number is not compromised. Absolutely. And I think that's a, an excellent thing. Also, there um, are services on some of the dating apps. Uh, I'm familiar with Tinder. They use like um, Moonlight or, you know, some of those things where if you feel like you're going to get ready and go on a date with this person and you don't maybe don't have family or I always create a safety plan for myself uh, going out on dates so that other people, you know, I share my location. They know where I am. They know where I'm going. They know the person's uh, face. You know, I've even had. Um, a date where he was good enough to send me his license. You know, he did not even hesitate to to send me his license to, you know, ha- for me to have. And um, I'm not saying that everybody has to go to those lengths, but I am saying you do need to create some sort of safety plan to be able to um, 
keep your boundary in place. Don't be so quick to give up too much personal information, especially about your finances, about where you live, exactly um, about where you work, uh, because those things can, you want to make sure people are earning that trust and not just blindly trusting somebody's facade. And, you know, people can go a good long while pretending to be who they tell you they are. No, some people uh, are listen. Some people are professional con artists. And yeah. with that, like a lot of cell phones, you can share your location. So you can be out anywhere or on a date or meeting up, you know, someone for a drink or a cup of coffee and your friends or whoever you decide to share with, they can still see your location. So I think that's safe practice and something that a lot of people, particularly women, should get in the habit of doing so. Right. So, again, we're talking about ghosting tonight, but in these extreme cases, we just want to make sure that people know, you know, to be safe and you know, always, always, even if your phone, um, you know, is cut off for whatever reason, 911 is always um, in effect uh, on your on your cell phone. So, Absolutely. Like to me, ghosting's not cool in most cases, but sometimes it's just warranted, damn it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a, it is a mixed message still, uh, like the beginning. To ghost or not to ghost? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> but listen, it's the nature of the beast. So that's why I don't I don't get too hung up on it. To me, it's like, hey, if you're out in the dating world, you're going to be ghosted. And sometimes you're going to have to ghost people. Everybody's got their reasons and, you know, logic. So I don't get too hung up on it. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it hurts. But that's OK. You know, it's part of dating. Exactly. Part of relationships. And Absolutely. Here at the Relationship Cycle, if you have any um, ideas, story ideas, please email us at Jorge, J-O-R-G-E and A-N-D, Nelsa, N-E-L-S-A, at gmail.com to give us your ideas. Or you can reach out to us um, via Facebook. Um, we've been doing a lot of that with our, our um family out here on the relationship cycle so definitely reach out to us if you have other ideas like this one for uh, show ideas we really appreciate you guys listening and supporting and until next time great conversation thank you so much buenas noches good people thanks for joining us today on the relationship cycle with jorge and nelsa do you have show ideas? Email us at jorgeandnelsa at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify or anchor.fm for more great shows.